Hi there. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before we get started with our amazing guest, I want to tell you about a brand new disability awareness educator's guide that I am so excited to announce. It's published through National Professional Resources, Inc., and it's a trifold laminated beyond disability awareness and educator's guide that really takes everything that you will find in my books and on the podcast and just gives you, it's kind of like cliff notes of disability awareness in a way that's respectful and founded in research and a social justice lens. So if you're interested in checking it out, you can go to dianapastoracarson.com slash store, and you'll find a link there. Now let's get started. Welcome to the Beyond Awareness, Disability Awareness That Matters podcast. Here you will find a safe space to learn and grow with leaders in education, disability studies, disability advocacy, and diversity, equity, and inclusion conversations. Specifically, we look at how disability fits into diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how to frame disability awareness in the context of educating K-12 communities. This podcast serves educators, parents, and community members who strive to learn and or teach about disability in a research-based and respectful way, moving beyond simple awareness and diving into inclusive and socially responsive conversations. Thank you for joining us today. Now let's go Beyond Awareness. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Beyond Awareness, Disability Awareness That Matters. I'm excited today to have Maya Chupkov here with us today. Maya is a writer and storyteller whose work is rooted in social justice and narrative shift. Yay, I love narrative shift, Maya. As a woman who stutters, she is a stuttering advocate working to shift societal norms around stuttering and the disability community. She is also the podcast creator and host of Proud Stutter, which I recently discovered and am so excited to share with my listeners. So welcome, Maya. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Likewise, thank you. So tell us about yourself. Tell us about your life, your passions, and about your podcast. Yeah, so I... I guess what I most identify with is I'm a storyteller at heart and I'm also a community builder. I feel like the people that I've surrounded myself with over the years has been such a powerful force in finding my own self-confidence. And so that's really what, um, proud stutter is all about is just giving back and really trying to build a community, but because that's really what I was missing my entire life as a person who stutters, I felt very isolated growing up and I felt like I um, couldn't really form a lot of connections with people throughout my life because 
I was constantly hiding such a big part of myself. And a lot of that had to do with seeing just negative portrayals of stuttering on TV and film. And it just, I just kept seeing these negative portrayals. And so it just made me want to hide stuttering more and more. And so um, now that, you know, I, I've worked a lot on my confidence and I've, um, you know, I, I feel like I'm strong enough to start really bringing more awareness around stuttering so people can feel less alone in stuttering and that they can tap into this community that is really for everyone, um, for, for people who stutter and even those who don't stutter that might be connected to it in some way, whether you're a parent or a friend of someone who stutters, this, that's really what Proud Stutter is all about. Maya, when and how did you come to that place of acceptance and even pride about who you are as a person who stutters? Yeah, so I went 29 years with not talking about stuttering at all publicly. I would bring it up here and there with friends and um, and I've been um, with my fiance for almost eight years now. And I've always been very open with him about my stutter because one of our first conversations was actually around stuttering. He used to have a stutter as a child. And so um, I just always felt very comfortable talking about stuttering to him. And he's always been so curious about my stutter. Like he's always like, oh, why did, why did you stutter a lot in that situation and not that one? And he just always has been very curious about it. So he actually had the idea of doing a podcast around stuttering. And so he was kind of the, he kind of put that thought in my head. And, um, and then I kind of just started running with it. And the more I would kind of start opening up about my stutter, the more I felt that I was really making true connections for the, the first time. And it really just spiraled after mm -hmm. that. I just kept getting more positive feedback from, from people the more I opened up. Wow. I didn't realize that you just dove right in at first. Yes. <laughs> that took a lot of courage to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a wild ride for sure. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You know, many of my listeners are educators who are always looking for ways to ensure that they're providing nurturing and accessible classroom and campus spaces for all of their students. Do you have any examples of times when teachers or other staff on campus were not helpful to you or even hurtful? And then, you know, that scenario versus examples of times when teachers or other campus staff were helpful, were nurturing and supported your confidence and self-acceptance, um, responded in ways that were nurturing and supportive. Yeah, so one, um, one memory comes to mind around the non-supportive 
Um, I, yeah, stuttering didn't ever really come up in middle school and high school. Um, like it just wasn't something I ever talked about with teachers. And so, so yeah, there, um, there was a lot of disconnect, especially when public speaking was involved. Um, generally I would, I would get lower participation points when that was a thing in a class because I wouldn't be speaking up enough. So that that's one area where I wish teachers would, um, you know, if there, if participation was a big part of the grade, or at least even a little bit, I wish at the beginning of the, the school year that they would have been like, all right, so participation is 5% of your grade. Um, if you wanted to talk about, there's a diff different ways you can participate every, you know, that there's a lot of different di disabilities out there. I want to have that conversation. Just opening up that space to like allow me to feel comfortable enough to go to a teacher would have been really helpful um when I was learning different languages that was the biggest that was where my stuttering would would come up the most is when I was learning different languages because speech was very hard for me in another language. And that's usually when my stutter would pop up more. And so much about learning a new language is practicing and having those oral exams. And I would just do so poorly on those exams because I just stutter through all the oral um, type of activities. And so that is one area. If there's any, um, language, you know, different language teachers out there listening, I think that's definitely something that I think it's great to be aware of is you might have someone in your class that has a stutter and they may not do as strongly on those oral exams. So, so yeah, and I, I've had a lot of, um, I, I have had a lot of experiences, um, positive experiences, but, um, I never really was open about my stutter. So, um, I never allowed for that conversation to happen with, with teachers, unfortunately. So let's talk language preferences. How do you identify? Do you consider yourself disabled um, how do other people who stutter identify? I know, you know, you're not a monolith, so there are different perspectives. Um, I've heard some of your guests use the term speech impediment, while others don't like that terminology. What in general are the main concerns about language? And how should we as families and professionals refer to people who stutter? For me, I have really come to own the identity of disability. At first, I did not think stuttering was a disability. Like not and and then only when I started really thinking about how stuttering has impacted me 
throughout my life. And I realized that there were so many instances where I just did not, I chose to not engage with certain things or certain opportunities. I just didn't take because of my stutter. And so in that way, you know, I do, I do own my identity as someone with a speech disability. Um, as you said, that opinion is very different across different people who stutter. Um, and stuttering is such a personal journey and it's, it's so, it's so a personal and there's so much trauma, I think that comes with stuttering. So certain phrases can just kind of, um, cause memories to surface up. And so sometimes people just don't like certain, um, phrasing around stuttering. Um, for me, I, I do like the, the, the term stuttering because as part of my shifting the narrative around stuttering, we really have to use that word. Cause that's a word that people are familiar with. And so um, I tend to use the word stutter. I'm very neutral around the term speech impediment. I, I, I'm kind of like, that's fine. I mean, um, I don't really have um, anything against that term. Um, it is kind of negative, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm neutral around that word, but I think um, there is, I think it's worth really talking about language and stuttering openly. And I want to have more conversations around that because it is so personal. And so um, I wouldn't want to kind of share that this is how everyone should describe stuttering. I think it, it, it varies. And um, I think we need to have more conversations about it. And what I would say for teachers and those um, that like engage with people who stutter, just asking questions about their stutter and really trying to make it as individual as possible. And so um, not generalizing, I think is a good way to go. Thank you for that clarity, that clarification. Hey there, my friend. Just a quick word with you about some resources that are available. First of all, if you're an educator or a parent looking at disability awareness or diversity, equity, and inclusion work in your school or community, please, please, please make sure to get my free resource the five keys to going beyond awareness. You want to ensure that you focus on the right topics and do it in the most respectful and research-based way. So go to gobeyondawareness.com slash keys to get this resource today. And even if you're not doing any disability awareness or DEI work in your school or community, but you like the topics shared on the podcast, I encourage you to head to gobeyondawareness.com slash keys so that you can sign up for my emails, which often contain free links and resources related to the topics covered here on the podcast. 
And I want to share that I have several free Beyond Awareness resources also at my Teachers Pay Teacher store, which is called Disability as Diversity. Also in the show notes, you'll find links to other resources I've created for you to take the message of disability way beyond awareness, including a thematic unit for educators for my book, Ed Roberts, Champion of Disability Rights, a very stylish beyond awareness tote bag, I do say so myself, a beautiful journal or notebook whose cover is graced with the amazing beyond awareness cover artwork of autistic artist, Jack Medved, and some very cool fashionable tops, including a beyond awareness hooded sweatshirt, which I'm wearing right now, and a raglan t-shirt. Finally, just a reminder that with each episode in the show notes, not only will you find the show's transcript or accessibility or just for preference, but I also list books written by disabled authors and other resources relevant to the topics discussed. So check out the show notes for each episode as we learn and grow together in going beyond awareness. So for my listeners who are speech and language pathologists, I I have a few friends who are speech and language pathologists who are reframing what that means and how they work with their students um, in terms of being allies in disability justice and access and inclusion. Um, So I'm wondering if there are any things that in your experience need to change when SLPs are working with students who stutter. Yeah. My biggest kind of um, feedback around that is to always or to approach it as more as goal setting rather than fixing the stutter. Um, And really just when you're beginning to work with um, a person who stutters to to really ask them upfront, like, what do you want to get out of, um, you know, our time together? And for some people, it might be they want to practice tools to improve their communication or improve their fluency. Um, And then for others, it might be that they just want to feel okay about their stutter. And, um, and so there's, there's really, um, I I think just opening up in that way can be really a powerful. And yeah, like you said, there are so many speech language pathologists who are um it's more around like acceptance and feeling okay with their stutter and how to even stutter more confidently like for me i feel like the more i talk about my stutter and the more i i like and even even in the same space as people who stutter i feel myself becoming more confident in my stutter and that can look different for different people, but I think there is this power in like framing it as like, how can I be more confident with my stutter? Mm. Wow. That I get tingles. That's such an an affirming um, experience, isn't it? Just. Yeah. It's, I feel so much more comfortable in my own skin. It's 
wild. Like I never, like sometimes you don't really um, realize how much, um, like how much you you're letting go until you start letting it go. It's just, Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah, it's very, it's very freeing for sure. (laughs) And you didn't even realize how free you were not until you finally are. Exactly. Yeah. Very liberating. Wow. I love that. Thank you so much. So, um, well, I guess the next question I want to ask is what do kids, those who stutter and those who do not need to know about stuttering? I, so what I would say to that is we all as humans have a different way of speaking and stuttering is just part of that speech difference. And there is no such thing as normal speech. There's at least in my opinion that there's no such thing as like smooth talking. Like we all have our different ways of speaking. And my favorite comparison is stuttering is just like an accent, right? Like sometimes it's hard for us to get our words out. Sometimes it's harder for us, um, you know, to communicate in this like way society expects us to. And so I would just say that own your speech difference. What, like, if you have a stutter, if you have another type of speech difference, own it, because that's what makes you unique. And if I didn't have a stutter, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have met all the amazing people I've met from all over the world. So I, I viewed stuttering as a negative for so long. And now I'm just so thankful because it's allowed me to be part of this amazing community. Mm, I'm really happy for you. It's beautiful. And how about, I mean, I'm assuming that the same would be true for your message to families and your message to educators. And are there any specific things that families need to know about stuttering or any specific things that you want educators to know? I think the big thing that I would want families and educators to know is is there are um there are holidays around stuttering where you can really you know like just let your students know or let your children know ab- about and uh, um there's national stuttering awareness week which is the second week of may every year there's also international stuttering awareness day october 22nd and that's just a great way to um to get the media and schools and even cities like governments just honor these holidays and recognize these communities and that in turn will um allow people who stutter to see themselves in stories whether it's in the media or see that themselves um there's all these like awareness months and weeks and i think um teachers especially can really use those holidays to just um, like with, to just talk about stuttering and normalizing it in the classroom. And um, I've had a few guests on my show who 
um, you know, they have never felt comfortable talking about their, their stutter to their siblings and their parents. And so I think, um, the, the, the more parents can just normalize it, even with their own kids, I think the more they'll start to feel that it's okay to stutter and, um, they'll feel more just comfortable in their stutter. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. On your website, you have a beautiful gallery of verbal diversity artwork. And I actually shared the link in a recent email to my email list. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you came up with the gallery idea and what you hope transpires as a result? Yeah. So I partnered with a arts college in Pasadena, California called Art Center. And I had heard about them through my full-time job, which is at this organization called Common Cause. And I was working with them in that capacity. And I was in a meeting with one of the program officers and just mentioned the podcast. And she was like, oh, we'd love... She just got so excited about it. And she's like, we wanted you to, to partner with our illustration students on a project. And so basically in a quick summary, I was um, working with these students, these illustration students, and they, and I was able to kind of be their client because as they were learning how to work with clients, I was kind of their client for um, about two months and so as we were working together, I thought, how cool would it be to showcase their artwork on my website as a way to raise awareness through art? Because these, these, these art pieces could be used in classrooms and other settings as a way to visualize the stuttering experience in all these creative ways. And so that is really what that gallery is all about. It's about just putting more stuttering and verbal diversity artwork, artwork out there. So people can start interacting and engaging with that conversation in a new way. So I'm, I'm glad you found it. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. And, you know, and the term verbal diversity just resonates so much with how I believe about people of all kinds of different, you know, we're just a diverse humanity. And so verbal diversity is part of that. And I love that you're bringing that out. And I, one of them stood out to me, especially it was, I can't remember the native, the name of the artist, but it was, um, your unique rhythm is what makes you, you. I love that your unique <laughs> rhythm. We all have our own unique rhythm. So yes. I would encourage my listeners to go check it out because it's, they're really beautiful and they can be used as, you know, posters in your classrooms and such. Are there other resources out there for educators and families that you would recommend? Yes. So the, one of my favorite stuttering organizations is called the American Institute on Stuttering and their speech language pathologists are amazing and they totally fit under this like 
amazing like acceptance is part of the stuttering journey. And so I definitely, and that they also have a blog that has just great content for families and educators. Um, so I, and their acronym is AIS and they're great. And they actually just opened um, a new office in Los Angeles, which is really exciting because I'm in California too. Um, and then another resource um, is actually, it's an album and it's called The Clearing by Jerome Ellis. And his album is all about his stutter and how he reframes his stutter in this beautiful spoken word poetry type of way. So that is that that is just an amazing album that's all about stuttering. And um it so I would those are my top two. I have a ton more, but yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you could send me the, your your list and I can put that in the show notes so that our listeners can have access to your favorites as well. Great. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to share about with our audience? And um and then and then how can people find you? Yes. Yeah, so the best way to find me is proudstutter.com. That's where you can find all our episodes, um, all like a lot of news articles around stuttering. That's where you can find our gallery of all our artwork. And that's where our social media handles are. So I'm basically proud stutter on all socials. So Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, and if you just search Proud Stutter in any listening app, like Spotify, Apple, any of that, it should pop up. So that's how you can find me. And then one thing I wanted to mention too is I we're in the middle of season two, but I'm starting to plan for season three. And season three is going to be more of a deep dive around stuttering. And it's going to really focus on people who stutter in California and um, a lot of it has to do with, because I just applied to a, a grant um, from the California Humanities. And so I kind of had to make it a California themed season, but it's really exciting because we're going to be digging into like bilingualism and stuttering, um, how, like what it's like to be bi or multi-racial with a stutter, like how to do different communities approach and receive a stuttering. Um, and so we're um, recruiting guests for that season. And so I kind of just wanted to shout that, that out in case you or anyone you know might fit into that, um, into that season. So, yeah. Wonderful. What a great opportunity for our listeners who may know somebody and get them involved. <laughs> Maya, thank you so much for being here with us and sharing your knowledge with us. And um, it's been a joy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Awareness, Disability Awareness That Matters. If this was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. You can also follow me, Diana, on Instagram at Diana Pastora Carson. 
and on Facebook at facebook.com slash gobeyondawareness, or you can go to my website for more information at dianapastoracarson.com. My books include Beyond Awareness, Bringing Disability into Diversity Work in K-12 Schools and Communities, as well as my children's book, Ed Roberts, Champion of Disability Rights. They can both be found on Amazon. For your free Beyond Awareness resource called The Five Keys to Going Beyond Awareness, simply go to gobeyondawareness.com keys. This podcast transcription and podcast guest information can be found in the show notes. Intro and outro music has been provided courtesy of Emmanuel Castro. Thank you again for joining me. Be well, be a lifelong learner, and let's be inclusive. See you next time. Manos arriba, arriba.